Thy will be done. That should be our prayer too. We want what you want. We want our lives to reflect the way you want us to live our lives. Welcome to In Grace with Jim Scudder, Jr. He is the senior pastor of Quentin Road Baptist Church in Lake Zurich, Illinois, and the president of Dayspring Bible College in Mundelein, Illinois. How should I pray? That is a good question, and that's the question we're going to tackle here today on In Grace. We started a message yesterday that I preached about the Lord's Prayer uh, from Matthew chapter 6, and today we're going to be giving you six more things that your prayer should include. Now, we don't want to pray a rote prayer. That's why I don't always just pray the Lord's Prayer, because God wants to hear about you and about your heart and about what's going on. And and if we recite prayers or read prayers from a book, it, it comes across as very mechanical, right? So like when you're talking to your own parents, your father, you want to talk normal, right? So that was my first point yesterday. Our prayer should be personal. And then I'm going to give you the rest of the seven points about prayer that our prayer should include, all based on what we're finding in the Lord's Prayer. Just before we go into today's message, let me remind you that In Grace is on television. Tonight on TBN, we have a very popular program on one of the most popular Christian television networks in the world, and that's TBN, Trinity Broadcasting Network. Tonight, you can watch in Grace, and our brand new series starting right now called Discover Hidden Jordan, where I travel to Jordan and I find all sorts of incredible biblical sites, including Petra, Mount Nebo, and the Madaba map. All of these things are going to be so awesome and intriguing. I hope that you will watch tonight. Or if you don't get TBN or you can't watch tonight, you could anytime watch it on YouTube or Roku. Search for In Grace. And then also don't forget to subscribe, get alerts, and like the videos. And then also don't forget that In Grace is going to be broadcasting Discover Hidden Jordan Part 1 this Friday. And at the end, I'll tell you how you can get your own personal copy of Discover Hidden Jordan. Now let's go talk about prayer. Our second thing that we can learn in the blueprint, again, we're not reciting a prayer. We're just going to know some things to include in our prayer. Our prayer should be worshipful. I don't know that there's something more important that we should know. You just said, well, Personal kind of means that you can uh, relax with the Lord, and that's true in some ways, but remember, he's the Lord. He's still the Lord. He's still all-powerful, all-wise, all-knowing. We need to always have a respect and reverence for him. Not a fear, but we, also, we do want to have the fear of God in us, that we're speaking to God. So we want to make sure it's worshipful. Uh, The scripture says, hallowed be thy name. We want to remember the holiness of God and speak respectfully as we should to our parents. You kids, young people in the room, young people watching, the Bible wants you to respect your parents, to reverence them, to be respectful of them, and so should we be of our heavenly Father. And I know there's a balance, right, between God is our friend and God is omnipotent, right? There's a balance, but I think it's easy to do. Once you realize he's on your side, he cares for you, but he is the ultimate in holiness and power, finding that balance of reverence and respect, 
personal with the powerful God of all creation. Our prayer should be worshipful, reverential. Number three, we find in our Lord's Prayer that our prayer should seek the will of God. It says, thy kingdom come. We know that's God's will because that's what the Bible tells us. How do we know God's will? Well, many of you will pray for hours and hours and days and days to find God's will when it's right here. Not every little detail of your life is right here, but generally speaking, we know God's will is found in this book. And you don't ever want to pray for anything outside of God's will. We know part of God's will is that Jesus is going to come again. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Now you might say, why would Jesus pray to God when he is God? Remember, the point of prayer is fellowship and unity, right? Fellowship and unity. And so we have the Father, Son, and Spirit speaking to each other in fellowship and unity. Thy will be done. That should be our prayer too. We want what you want. We want our lives to reflect the way you want us to live our lives. Now, I believe in what's called permissive will. Uh, you say, well, I want to know God's direction in my life, so who should I marry? And you have, you know, millions of people that you can marry, technically. But there's so many people, but you say, Lord, I know I need to marry someone. If I'm a believer, I need to marry a believer. I know that's in the will of God. I want to marry someone that's serving the Lord like I am. So we know that's in the will of God. But other than that, you know, who should I marry? So God's permissive will, and then we want God's perfect will. So that's where you want to pray is, Lord, give me your perfect will. Give me the person that will be the best for me so that we can accomplish more for you. And that's one example of prayer. But look for praying for God's perfect will. But always make sure you're praying in the will of God. Seek the will of God. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. That should be an important part of prayer. Number four, our prayer should include seeking his provisions. Give us this day, day by day, our daily bread. Some of you are familiar with the devotional, Our Daily Bread. Wonderful name. Wonderful name. Uh, this is counting on the Lord for today's provision. It's a beautiful picture of this in the Old Testament when God was going to provide provision for Israel in food when they didn't have a lot of food as they left Egypt and they're going into the promised land and they would find out in the desert around the camp loaves of bread, manna. And they would go collect it, but they can only collect enough for one day. Because if they collected enough for two days, they'll say, you know, I don't really want to go out every morning and do this. Of course, the day before the Sabbath, it was an exception. But if I don't want to go out every morning, so I'm going to collect three days worth, it would be ruined. They needed to depend every day on the Lord's provision. And that's what we are to do. We are so blessed in this country. Most of you don't have to pray for your food today. So does this mean that we shouldn't go to the grocery store and buy a week's supply of food? No, we probably should do that. But this is the idea of depending daily on the Lord for everything. Everything. Depending on him. And then also when we're eating that food, isn't it a wonderful thing to stop and say thank you 
before we eat that food? When we do that, when we pray before we eat, before meals, and Jesus did that, we know this is a biblical thing, um, it's reminding us several times a day that what we're receiving is a blessing from God. And that's an important prayer as well, isn't it? Praying for the food, praying for provision. I also love when uh, in 1 Kings 17, when God provided food for his servant Elijah. Elijah was by a brook. He was awaiting God's plan, and he had no way of getting food. And these big black birds, ravens, came with food and brought him food every day. I remember going on a walk, a hike. It was really our first mountain adventure when I was a kid. And our family had taken a road trip out to a convention in Sacramento, California. And we had driven a diesel rabbit. Any of you remember those old diesel rabbits? Uh, Volkswagen rabbit. And it was a stick shift, uh, finicky car, but it had great gas mileage. Uh, and we wanted to tent camp all the way out. So we tent camped all the way out. We had a four-man tent. Have any of you ever stayed in a four-man tent that's big enough for one and a half people? <laughs> Somehow, dad, mom, Julie, Jimmy all got in. And once you're in, you're in. You're not moving. You can't move. It's like sardines. You ever open a can of sardines and there they are? That was us in the, in the tent. <laughs> and uh, it was just an amazing experience how we were able to all fit in, in that tent. But we had wonderful experiences of God's provision. One, uh, one night, we, were, we had cooked out. And Dad loved to cook chicken on the grill. He loved to cook chicken. So we cooked chicken on the grill. We were in Glacier National Park. And then there's a big, huge sign. It said, shower after cooking. And the big sign was on the bathroom that was closed. Shower after cooking. So we all slept in this little tent, four-man tent, full of uh, greasy chicken uh, barbecue smell. And that night, I don't know what it was, but I heard something sniffing at the edge of the tent. In my mind, it was a grizzly bear. Could have been a raccoon. Probably not. It was probably a grizzly bear. But we learned, <laughs> we learned how to trust in the Lord. We learned a little bit about prayer that night as well. Seek the will of God. Seek God's provision. After Glacier, we came to this mountain. It's probably more like a big, tall hill. But I was little. I was, I don't know, maybe six or seven, maybe eight. And it looked like a mountain. So we climbed this mountain called Saddle Mountain in Oregon. And we got to the top, and guess what was there? Ravens. And they, you're thinking they had food. Aren't you thinking that? They had food for us? No, they didn't have food for us. But I've never quite seen ravens like that, and they were very intelligent uh, birds. And I just thought of Elijah. There he was, God feeding him. And then the Bible in Luke 12, actually, Jesus said in verse 24, consider the ravens. For neither they sow or reap, neither they have a storehouse or barn, and God feedeth them. How much more are ye better than the fowls? God is going to take care of you. And that's why you need to seek daily provision. Lord, 
give me today what I need today. And have that in your prayer. Our prayer should also include seeking forgiveness. Do we need forgiveness? It says, forgive us our sins in the Lord's Prayer. Do we need forgiveness? Well, remember, we're talking about this in a practical sense, in a daily walk sense. When you receive Jesus Christ by faith, he's paid for all of your sins and you've received that gift called eternal life. All of your sins are canceled, they're forgiven, they're gone. So when God looks at you positionally as a child of his, you are not a sinner, he sees Jesus' righteousness. You say, then why would I need to pray for forgiveness for my sins? Because when we walk, although our whole body has been cleansed by Jesus' righteousness, we still get our feet dirty sometimes. Jesus illustrated this with Peter at the Last Supper, and he was washing their feet. And Peter said, wash my whole body. And and Jesus said, no, I just need to wash your feet. This is like, Lord, I want to walk with you in in close harmony and fellowship, and, and I've done this thing, or I've said this thing, and I acted this way, and I didn't do this. Lord, forgive me of that. If you've ever dreamed of an exciting adventure to the mysterious land of Jordan, then call 800-78-GRACE or go to ingraceradio.com right now to get your free digital copy of InGrace's new series, Discover Hidden Jordan. And when you give a gift of $35 or more to InGrace this week, Jim Scudder will thank you with not one, not two, but three amazing gifts. The Discover Hidden Jordan DVD, the Armageddon's Dawn Prophecy Chart, and an incredible book written by Dr. James A. Scudder Sr. called The Coming World Leader. And for those of you ready to make a profound impact and help more people hear the clear gospel with a generous gift of $100 or more, Jim Scudder will also include two more video series, his eight-part Armageddon's Dawn, and the quest to rebuild the Jewish temple. Again, that's 800-78-GRACE, ingraceradio.com. Or write to InGrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. At this year's Grace Conference, we were supposed to have a woman come that was known from an infamous photo from the Vietnam War. She was known as the Napalm Girl, Fanti Kim Phuc. And uh, there, there was a group of Vietnamese running away from the napalm there in Vietnam. She was supposed to be at the Grace Conference, but because we canceled, uh, she wasn't able to be here. And you can still see the scars from that ordeal. She was put into the morgue that day after she was burned. For three days, she laid in the morgue. They thought she was dead. She survived, miraculously. But then the Communist Party in Vietnam used her for propaganda. And now she became suicidal. She found in her despair a Bible. And in the Bible, she began to read about this one who claimed to be the way, the truth, and the life. But she felt so worthless and alone and hopeless. But as she read about Jesus, she really believed that he loved her, that she was valuable, that he died for her. And that day she received God's love and she trusted Jesus Christ as her Savior. But she still had hatred in her heart 
toward those that had treated her so terribly. She said, I would wake up in the morning and sense bitterness eclipsing my thoughts and prayers. And so I simply would pause and take a deep breath and call unto the Lord, oh God, please show me things I do not yet know about how to truly forgive those I presently despise. She said over time, she started adding those that she hated to her prayer list. She began to pray for them. She, she began to ask God to help her forgive them. And little by little, she noticed that she did. One day, she looked at her prayer list, and it was full of people that now she's loving and praying for that she used to hate and despise. Lord, help me to forgive. And if she, the napalm girl, can forgive by praying for her enemies, so can you and I. Ephesians 4.32 says, Be ye kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another. Is there someone you're upset about right now? Someone you're mad at right now? Ask the Lord help to help you in forgiving that person, even as God, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven you. Why should we forgive? Because we are forgiven. We really have no option now, do we? We have to forgive. And lastly, our prayer should include asking for help to avoid sin. The Lord's Prayer concludes, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Sin hurts us. Sin hurts other people. Sin hurts our relationship with the Lord. So every day, may we pray that by the Spirit of God's help who indwells us, we can avoid doing wrong in our lives. Our prayer is to be personal. Our prayer is to be worshipful. Our prayer is to seek the will of God. Our prayers are to seek God's provision in our life. Our prayer is to seek God's forgiveness in our daily walk. Our prayer is to also ask God's help in forgiving others. And our prayer is to include asking God to help us avoid sin. How should I pray? Well, Jesus has taught us that today. Have you been forgiven by God? How much did God love you? Enough to die for you on a cross. To pay for your sins. To offer you eternal life. See, the Bible says that we're sinners and that we deserve to be separated from God in a place that he made for the devil and the demons a place of fire and darkness and separation, a place called hell. But that's not what God wants for you. God wants to be with you forever in heaven. And this verse says it very clearly. Jesus said, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. I was standing on Friday at my dad's graveside. We filmed at the graveside four times I gave the gospel at my dad's grave. I could almost hear him amening me as I did that, using the hand gesture, saying like, this is our sin. Our sin separates us from God. This is you and me. We have sinned. This is 
Jesus. He had no sin. Our sin separates us from him. But the Bible says that Jesus became sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. See, our sin had to be paid for. Jesus paid for it on the cross. And then he offers you and me eternal life when we put our trust in him. It's that simple. For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It's a gift of God. It's not of works, lest any man should boast. My dad tells his story. And as a, a, a boy, his dad was a pastor of a Methodist church, and he just believed that Jesus died for his sins, but then you had to do your part, and he, he had to do his part. He kept failing in his part, so he kept thinking, I, I've lost eternal life. I've lost salvation. Until one day in college, some students told him that God paid for all of your sins, and he believed in Jesus Christ. He put his trust in him, and the Bible says that he is in Christ, and he cannot lose that, which is eternal. And so when my dad died, he immediately, instantaneously went to be with the Lord. His body is there, and it's going to be resurrected. You remember how many times he said, I don't want to meet the undertaker, I want to meet the upper taker. Y'all remember that a zillion times? He got to meet the undertaker, but he still will get to meet the upper taker. And anyone who is received by faith, Jesus Christ, you're not trusting in your church or your religion or your priest or your pastor. You're trusting in the person and work of Jesus, the Son of God who died on a cross and rose again. You believe in him. You say, what if I let go? What if I fail? What if I mess up? You may, but he has you in his hand. He's all powerful. He gives you everlasting life that you have today. Once you receive that by faith, you're saved And that's the greatest news in the entire world. Now, should we sin after we've been saved? We shouldn't. We should do everything we can to stay close to the Lord. And that starts with prayer, doesn't it? That starts with prayer. If you notice you're not praying as much as you used to, something's in your life that you need to take care of. Don't don't drift away from that sweet fellowship of talking to your loving Father. And I hope that you now know a little bit more about how to pray. And these are real basic truths. And I think the Lord's Prayer is a great uh, template, not necessarily one that we want to recite because I think our prayers should not be necessarily recited or memorized or, or read. I think our prayers need to be us talking from our heart. And that's what God wants. Our prayer needs to be personal It needs to be worshipful, seeking the will of God, seeking his provision, seeking forgiveness, asking us to help forgiving and to help us to avoid sin. So these are the principles about how to pray. Uh, Don't forget that In Grace has a brand new series that we're featuring, a video series. It's called Discover Hidden Jordan. I go to really amazing sites. Everyone's heard of Petra and we have a whole bunch about Petra there, but we went to all these other sites in in Jordan that has biblical sites, not as many as Israel, but a lot. And you're going to love this brand new series. We're featuring it tonight on TBN, by the way, or anytime on YouTube or Roku. Also on Friday, we're going to feature the audio of this here on In Grace. But let me encourage you to get a digital copy. I'm going to send it to you. If you give 
in grace a gift of any amount, I'm going to send you a free digital copy of Discover Hidden Jordan. If your gift is $35 or more, we're also going to send you not only the Discover Hidden Jordan, either digital or DVD, we're also going to send you a book about the Antichrist, the coming world leader, and a chart about Revelation and Bible prophecy. If your gift is $100 or more, we're going to give you those things that I've already mentioned, plus the full eight-part Armageddon's Dawn video series and that we filmed all of that in Israel. We've got some great Bible prophecy guys on there as well. And the very popular series about rebuilding the temple, it's called The Quest to Rebuild the Jewish Temple. All of that, we're gonna thank you for your gift of $100 or more. Don't forget your free digital copy of Discover Hidden Jordan. And for gifts of $35 or more, Get the DVD, the Prophecy Chart, and the Coming World Leader book. For gifts of $100 or more, Jim Scudder will also include two video series, Armageddon's Dawn and the Quest to Rebuild the Jewish Temple. Call 800-78-GRACE, go to ingraceradio.com, or write to Ingrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Thank you for joining us on In Grace Radio with Jim Scudder Jr. In Grace is a member of the Evangelical Council for Financial Accountability. Our goal is to share the light of Jesus to a darkening world, helping you find hope, gain purpose, and be a light. You can be that light today by joining our mission to spread the gospel around the world. Just call us 800 78 Grace or go online ingraceradio.com. You can also write to us at InGrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Tune in tomorrow as we continue to explore God's Word and His world on InGrace Radio. Radio.